Well, welcome everybody, and thank you for joining our webcast today. As you know, the Association of Value-Based Cancer Care is responsible for information and dialogue in our ecosystem across all stakeholder groups. This ensures that patients will win on access and quality. We need to constantly improve and change our tactics and our deliverables in cancer care. This is why we hold these webcasts. This is why you're dialing in. We have key opinion leaders, the influencers, the important decision makers who are driving change in our ecosystem. Please join us, participate, ask questions, and offer your voice too. It's hugely important. So thank you for joining. We look forward to participating with you more. Stay safe. Thank you. The topic of uh, today's cast was the emergence of home infusion of chemotherapy in the setting of risks that our oncology patients are experiencing related to COVID. So let's go back a half a step. I think when the COVID pandemic uh, started in, in the US four months ago, cancer patients were considered to be a very high risk population. And in fact, I think the evidence that has emerged confirms that cancer patients are both more susceptible to COVID and when they get it have a worse outcome. In oncology forever and ever and ever, we have been drilling into our patients' heads the idea that they are immunosuppressed and a susceptible population. And so it was natural, natural for them to be concerned about what continuing chemotherapy during the pandemic might mean for their risk. What we've learned is this. Over the last four months, the number of patients receiving chemotherapy has remained relatively constant. That is, many, many patients did not abandon therapy for fear of COVID. That's important. The second thing we've learned is that the chemotherapy infusion suites uh, have been relatively safe places. And I would say that uh, a lot of credit needs to go out to uh, the practices and the physicians who wanted to make the chemotherapy infusion areas safe havens. Now, I'm pretty sure that if there had been COVID transmission in those settings, we would have heard about it. And frankly, uh, we haven't heard anything about it. Nonetheless, there continues, as of today, to be a lot of concern about what the next few months look like in terms of continued transmission, continued hospitalizations and death. And as a consequence, changes have happened in how we deliver cancer care. One obvious change, which we really won't speak about today, is uh, telehealth and virtual visits, which is really quite an interesting subject, but that's a topic for another day. The second is the idea that it might be good to give chemotherapy in someone's home. Now, uh, this is not a new idea. This has been going on for a very, very long time. But a few months ago, uh, Medicare came out with a policy that basically said for Medicare beneficiaries who wish to receive a Medicare Part B, as in boy drug, that is a medical injectable drug, uh, the drug could be administered in the home setting, incident to a, a physician supervision by an accredited home care agency. Now, uh, as I said on our webcast today, 
the government being the government had to have like a zillion rules associated with how that was going to be done. Uh, but they did offer that opportunity, uh, again, in the spirit of trying to reduce uh, the uh, exposure of a very vulnerable population. Now, what's happened in the interim is that commercial health plans have started to explore the administration of injectable chemotherapy in alternate sites, a home being one of them. Now, Aetna, for example, and we were uh, very delighted to have my friend and colleague Roger Brito on the call today, has developed a site of service policy that does promote uh, administration of chemotherapy outside of traditional hospital outpatient departments. But we've heard rumors of, uh, of other uh, payers looking at policies that have traditionally not gotten a lot of traction in the oncology community, policies like white bagging and brown bagging. So our discussion this morning was largely about the risks and benefits of this approach. And I would say that my friend Barb McEnany put it well uh, when she said that, uh, yes, uh, for some patients, perhaps there is the issue of exposure risk. But in fact, the two things that are driving this discussion are number one, convenience, and number two, cost. Uh, I happen to agree with her on this. I think that uh, I still consider the chemotherapy infusion suites of most practices to be relatively safe places right now. Hopefully I won't eat my words, but I think uh, convenience is an important thing and, uh, and patient satisfaction uh, is important. As Barb pointed out, and I would agree with her, patients with money can afford convenience and patients without money can't afford convenience. And I think that's a legitimate statement. I think the other thing is cost. And, and we would be uh, Pollyannas if we didn't admit that certain sites of service are very, very expensive, more expensive than others. I'm not gonna sit in judgment of why hospital outpatient departments are more expensive than community oncology practices. They just are, that's a statement of fact. That is not a disputable comment. But I think the idea that somehow the health plans are going to make this a more, a more easily managed clinical service that they can shave expense from. I think that's a legitimate uh, point of discussion. So the, the risks are many. We had Lisa Sheldon from ONS on talking about the um, adequacy of the oncology nursing workforce, which I will uh, paraphrase by saying there ain't enough. Uh, specifically, there ain't enough to send nurses out to distant locations for one or two infusions in a day. There just aren't enough. Lisa also pointed out the shortcomings and the shortchanging of patient access to the entire care team, which is an unfortunate byproduct of having a nurse go out to a, a person's house. Steve Peskin pointed out quite appropriately that not all patients are created equal. And the issue of environmental safety and environmental appropriateness needs to be considered as we think about these policies. We also discussed the issue of safety. Uh, that is safety with respect to toxicity of the specific agent that's being administered. And there was uh, quite a lot of discussion about uh, whether or not we could be confident uh, that we got that safety story completely right. Our final panelist from CTCA, Dr. Siobhan, pointed out 
that there's actually been substantial experience globally around home chemotherapy infusion. And uh, that in fact, uh, we may be uh, a little bit more skittish than we ought to be. And then finally, there's the issue of uh, liability, which Dr. McEnany was quite vocal about. And I think this is a legitimate concern. That is the physician taking responsibility for the home administration and being held accountable for it and then being exposed to an adverse outcome. At the end of the day, we close the session by discussing um, what's going to last. You know, what's, what's going to last COVID? What cancer delivery thing? Uh, the panel was split about home infusion, but there was a general enthusiasm for telehealth, remote patient monitoring, remote patient interaction in some form. And with that, the panelists agreed that this was going to lead to an improvement in healthcare. Okay, thanks. Well, gee, that was just great today. And thank you for joining. Thank you to our faculty and our panelists. As usual, great content and the sharing of information, hugely important if we are going to improve access and the quality of care that we're responsible for delivering along with change in this ecosystem. Like today, there'll be other and future webcasts. We cover all topics and all stakeholders. Stay tuned. Also, we post this on our website. It's very important that you can dial down and share with your colleagues. So we encourage you to do that. Additionally, if any of you have any comments, send them in through our website. If anyone would like to participate in speaking or has some other ideas, please share them with us. That's our mission. Thank you for joining. Talk again.